Hi, this is Pastor Furman with Lubbock Unified Church. Uh, you are listening to Messages on the Go. We pray that this message will bless you today and that you will receive a word from God that will help you in your life. If you ever want to visit us in person, feel free to stop by any Sunday, 2707 34th Street. Services are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Or you can join us for a Wednesday night refuel service with some prayer, some worship, and a word every Wednesday at 6.30, same location. We would love to have you. Now, let's jump in to this week's message. Even thinking about this, 
Like God is so good that he can break every chain and everything that we're going through, all the stuff that we're dealing with, nothing is too big for God. And so just keep that in mind. When we're singing that song, I'm like, whoo, taking everything from me. I'm do it. So, but this is what we're going to start off with. We're going to start off in six. And so, Acts chapter 12, verse six. And so it says, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bounded with two chains and sutures.
the, oh yeah, right there. The moment that God asks, the moment that God speaks to us, we have to move. It says more, what it means more. Just like y'all know. So, but, but just know that, like, you know, church, we have to be willing and quickly, like, if, if a friend called you and said, hey, I need you to show up right here, right now, because da 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 da, da your children call you, your parents call you, your siblings call you, you're going to roll up real quick without question, right? And we do that without even thinking, but yet when God tells us, we're like, uh, I don't really know. And like, how are we going to question him when he is the creator? Like, he knows all, he knows what's going to happen before it happens, and so... Why would we not want to move? And he, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense of what is happening. He just says, hey, I need you to do this. And all right, I'm going to do. Because had he had been slow and been like, well, the guards would have probably woke up. He would have, it would have not, the, work, the plan would have not probably worked out. So we have to be with urgency when God is telling us. When he's giving us that word and saying, hey, it, you need to do this now. So that's something that I was just like, oh, Peter, I got you, I got you, right? So then we're going to read on, we're going to read on to, um, it's going to be 12. So it says, when the dawn, when this had dawned on him, right? Because he was running with the angel, right? They went through the first gate, the gate opened by itself, Okay. He's running through, and then the angel left him, like a, it says, like a, a street away, so, you know, maybe a block away. The angel left him. So now he's now he's thinking, like, what is going on? Because he probably, it says he thought he had a vision, meaning he was probably dreaming. He thought he was, it wasn't really happening. It says, when this had dawned on him, he went into the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and the servant named Rhoda came to the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she ran back without opening the door and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When, they, when she kept on insisting, it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and they saw him, they were astonished. So, can you imagine? So, here she is. So, Rhoda is actually a servant of the mother of uh, John. And so, she's a young girl. And so, I was reading this so many times and I was just like wait a minute she heard his voice he's probably like hey let me in and she's like oh my gosh oh my gosh right oh my gosh it's Peter guys it's Peter and she's she didn't even open the door like girl didn't even open the door right because she knew Peter's voice because she knew who Peter was and she was so overjoyed because one they were in prayer and they had been praying and so they were praying for Peter at this time, and they were um, praying for, for him to be set free. 
So she was so overjoyed because she knew that God had moved. But she goes to the other people and was like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. He's over there. He's here. He's here, guys. And they're like, girl, you crazy. Girl, he was out of your mind. You know, like, they, for them too, like, you're praying for this. Right. And at the same time, you're like, you're crazy. This isn't happening. And so you realize that when she did open the door and she was so overjoyed, she had so much faith because she knew without a doubt that God had answered their prayers. Not only was it Peter, but that he had answered their prayers. But her faith was so strong without even opening the door that the other people that were older, the people that were elder, that were, they didn't even believe her. And so that's very significant because we can roll to the next slide. It says if we need to have true faith and believe for what we ask God for. You know, like, I think about this, like, so many times, right, we pray and we're like, God, please do this, such and such and such and such a meeting. And then he shows up and we're like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't mean, I don't know, like, I, I'm still questioning this, right? But he's, he's faithful when we, when we are truly praying for something, he is really doing what we ask. And so it's like, if they were having this prayer gathering and they should have all had that faith, right? They should have all been overjoyed. Like, oh my gosh. They, it says when they opened the door, he was. they were all astonished. Why were they surprised? Because when you pray, you should be praying with expectancy. Not praying like my prayers are just going nowhere. We know that when we pray and if we truly have faith that we say we have, that when God moves, he is truly going to move. And so that's something that we have to think about, that we have to know like, when you pray, think about it. Like, am I really believing that if God does this, I mean, obviously we say we want a million dollars. Like that's, you know, that's a different kind of type of thing. But <laughs> we're praying for something like serious. You know, we're praying for a child to come to God. We're praying for a person to be healed. We're praying for God to move in our finances. And when he does, we shouldn't be surprised. We should know, like, I knew you were going to do that. In fact, what I'm praying, I know you're going to move and I'm not even going to worry about it, right? And so for somebody that was so insignificant, she had more faith that shows right there than all of them. And so I, I think about that, like she was young, she was, a, she was a girl, right? And so a lot of times, even as, as women, especially in that, in that time, they weren't looked at the same, right, as men. But they had just the same amount of impact that, that men did. And in fact, they were the ones that were the ones praying faithfully and truly believing, even when some of the men didn't and they were older and seeing God move. And so that's something I want y'all to take away, church, is that when you pray about something, pray faithfully. Because our prayers matter. How are they going to be in an actual prayer meeting, right? How are they going to be in a prayer meeting and not believing? How are they not going to believe that God is going to show up? How are they not going to believe? And so when I was thinking about this, I, I was so blown away by Peter, right? So going back at the beginning, it says he was asleep and the angel shook him, right? And so...
first of all, if you know you're about to die the next day, probably a horrific death because you knew your, you know, your homie over there just got, you know. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure if I could sleep. I don't know if I could be, not feel anxious and not feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know how they're going to get me. I don't know if I'm going to go through a lot of pain. I don't know what is going to happen, right? But it says he was asleep, right? And so I started thinking, right, they're over here all in the prayer meeting. God, release Peter. Do, do what you need to do. And he's asleep because they're praying for him, which means that they were able to provide that peace he needed that surpassed all understanding. They didn't have to see what was happening on this side over here. They didn't have to know. And so I was thinking about how, like, man, that's, that's big, church. That's big. That you don't understand how you have such peace. You don't understand how you're making it through something. And you're telling people, hey, I need you to really pray for me, right? Because I'm struggling with da-da-da-da-da. And all of a sudden, you have this calmness, this this feeling of just, oh, you know, like, I know it doesn't make any sense, but I just feel okay about it, right? And it's because of when we pray, it actually matters whether we see what happens right at that moment or not. And so keep that in mind when you are praying for somebody or somebody asks you to pray, you don't know what it, what is going on. There's been so many times in my life, my children, my friends, my family, hey, can you pray for me for da 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 And later, I don't have to know what's happening. And God's like, hey, you're talking to me, right? And I'm the one, I am the one that is in charge of it all. You don't have to know what is going to happen? What is what is happening? I was there was a situation with my son is a bad kind of situation with um, some other family members, and for some reason, by the grace of God, like he's he's upset. There's a lot of things happening that could happen, and the situation just feels like it keeps escalating, escalating, right? And I start praying, and I'm like, you know what, God, I'm not even worried because you got this. If I truly believe you, if I truly believe that what I'm praying for, if I'm truly believing that you are who you say you are, then why am I worried? I I shouldn't be. So that was something that I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed and I'm not even worried about it. Because I know who I serve and I know who is in charge. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what other people are saying. It, it doesn't matter because my God is bigger. Our God is bigger than all of that. And when he, you know, me and him prayed and I said, look, I'm going to go to sleep. It's going to, everything's going to be okay. And I know it is. And I really didn't know, but I knew if that makes sense. Right? I didn't know how God was going to fix this, but I didn't need to know. I just knew he was going to do it. The next morning, he tells me something like, we prayed and I said, look, I need you to just sit alone and just pray about what's going on. And he tells me, Mom, you're not going to believe this. He says, I had this peace and this calmness that didn't even make any sense in the midst of all of this. Him and his girlfriend, because of the situation, had escalated. Him and his girlfriend were, were arguing, and he was able to talk her down. He said, I understand. He said, I don't even know how I had this peace and this calmness. But after I prayed and I did exactly how you told me to to pray and sit with him, 
it was like it didn't matter and I knew everything was going to be okay. And I went to bed knowing like I ain't even worried about him. And I and because I knew who he had. So if we can truly tap into that, truly believe with everything in us, like if we believe who he is, if he could break Peter out of chains, you know, if he could do these things, he he's not a God of just, oh, back in the day that he did these things. He's a now God. He's a now God that moves in our lives and in in all the things that we ask for. He doesn't take our problems away, but he definitely helps us to manage them a little bit easier and a little bit better. And so that's something that we need to take from this. Like we need to realize like one, he, he can do anything. If he broke Peter, and Peter didn't even need to know what was going on. We don't need to know what is happening or why this is happening to us. Peter did nothing wrong but preach the gospel. And they were like, the Jews were like, well, we get him. We already got his buddy. You know, almost like at dawn he died. You know, they're so excited about it. And he was so just chilled about it. We need to be at that level where we are so connected with God that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it looks like because we know who he is and we know how he's going to fix the situation. And it doesn't matter whether it's with our finances, if it's something that we're struggling with internally within ourselves, if it's something that we feel like these people are against us and these people are doing these things and we don't understand how this is. It doesn't have to because he has the last say. And that's what happened with Peter. He had the last say. And because he had people praying for him, he, he already knew who, what was going to He didn't have to worry. And that's a promise that he gives us every single day. So when we say, like, hey, do you need prayer? Do you need prayer for something? It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, guys, I, I, I mean, I know I'm the prayer coordinator, but I literally pray about everything. Yesterday, I just got a new water heater. Praise the Lord. I don't understand the struggle. It's been a month without a water heater. Right? And so... I got my water heater installed, and I'm like, let's pray over this thing, right? I need everything. I need God all over this thing, you know? And so, to significant things, to the smallest things, because He cares. He cares about every single thing that we are going through. He cares if we're frustrated or overwhelmed. He He cares if we're in a really bad situation and we don't know how we're going to get through it. And when we have that peace and we tap into it, we say, God, take this because I can't. I don't know how to calm down with this, all these feelings of overwhelmingness and all this frustration and all this anxiety. And he says, hey, 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 who am I? I got you. Amen. He is our heavenly father. He is the creator of the universe. Who better else to say, like, boy, I need you to help me right now with this. Right? And they, like I said, it could be something so small or something so big, but he loves us that much. And when people are praying, we don't know when you are praying for your children, when you're praying for your family, when you're praying for a friend, and you start seeing those little glimpses of movement, you know that God is working. He is never, he never just says like, oh, you know, that's ridiculous. You know? And so we have to keep in mind that. And so I want y'all to take that away. And Rhoda, being so insignificant, she was a woman that was, she was a young girl. She was 
pretty much, she's always overlooked. And sometimes I feel like that's us, right? We feel so insignificant. We feel like we're overlooked a lot of times because we're this or because we're that or because of people have told us this or people have told us that. And the, the thing about it is, is if we really knew who we were in God, can you imagine how much better and how much greater your life would be? And that's the thing that's something that we have to truly let go and give to God. Because if he really used us, like we know Peter was a mess right from the beginning. Peter was arrogant. Peter was, he was very boastful about things. He had pride. He was a lot of different things. But as his journey with Jesus, and he physically walked with Jesus, and he was just like, you know what, let's have those people right now. Let's take them. And Jesus had to be like, no, we, we need to come with love, right? He was, he was a hot mess from the beginning. But to a place now of having such peace, of knowing that he's about to. Because if that would have happened at the very beginning of him walking with Jesus, oh, he would have been a hot mess. You know, he would have been like, oh, no, like he, he probably would have been. We would be reading a different type of story. And that's the thing is, is that when we get closer to God, when we start walking with God, no matter how insignificant we feel, God starts moving. He starts working in us. To where we become different from who we used to be. And even if we backslide, we always can still keep moving forward. Right? And so that's something to keep in mind. Like, hey, it's okay if I messed up. It's okay if, you know, I put myself in this situation. But God, I want to do better. I want to be better. I want to move forward from this. And I'm not insignificant. Because if we truly walked in God and did everything as God asked us to do. Can you imagine how much more, how much more movement things would happen? Each of us had talked to five different people and prayed for them and truly helped them find God. That would be, we would not only double, we triple, probably a lot more than that, and making an impact and bringing more people to Christ because that's what we're called to do. And so, just keep that in mind when you're thinking like, you know, one. You know, God is so big, He can do anything. And we can have that peace. We can ask people to pray for things. We can. We aren't insignificant. It doesn't matter what we look like. It doesn't matter whether we're young, old. You know, we've never done anything in our lives before. God truly wants to use every single one of us because we all have different gifts, right? Some people are artists. Some people can sing. Some people can talk. Some people can just take mathematic problems and, you know, do all kinds of accounting stuff. There's all kinds of things that is needed for different reasons. And so whether you work at a grocery store, whether you work at a corporation, you are not insignificant like Rhoda. You're not. Your faith can start moving people around you. We are, we are called to be the light of the world. So if we are like lit up with God and we're able to touch one person, touch one person, right? They say one candle can light a thousand. Well, we got to get out there and start lighting these candles, church. We got to start feeling like we're so insignificant that it doesn't matter and know that our true belief, our true trust in God, our, our believing and knowing that he's going to move is going to make things happen.
is going to save our children, it's going to save our friends, it's going to save our relatives because of our walk and because them seeing us mimic how we're supposed to be Christ-like. Even if we mess up like, hey, you know, I had a bad day, that, that happens. But we got to get back up and say, you know what, I'm going to move forward. We got to be like Rhoda and feel that overjoy when God answers those prayers. Like I knew, I knew he was going to do it. There's something about praying for somebody and when I see God moving and he does something from somebody, it, it, it couldn't be even any better feeling. It didn't have to be for me. You know, it, I'm so happy that God did that for you. Because now you're going to truly believe and you're going to do the same thing to be able to pray for somebody else. So... So that got for me So also, this was totally not in my books, but I felt that in my heart too. Um, also as prayer coordinator, guys, I want y'all to know like prayers are so vital. They're so vital. And so um, we did talk about us having that pro um, prayer walk next week, seven o'clock at the Memorial Wall. It's off of Nashville, off of 82nd, the big lake. Well, not big, it's medium. But, you know, to pray for the soldiers because it's Memorial Week. And so, you know, your prayers for a family, prayers for the soldiers' family, you know, they could go a long way. We don't know if it'll bring peace. And so, you know, I would encourage you, and I would urge you to say, like, hey, I want to step out and do these things. I want to step out and allow God to use me. Even if it's a small little prayer of, like, God, please be with these people. What a small prayer. You know, I, I was sharing a story this morning about my daughter. She was four at the time, and she says, we were, we were praying, me and my kids were praying about something that was really, really, we're having a really rough time about something. And guys, she gets up, she don't know how to pray, right? She says, dear God, my, this is about to be good. That's it. Amen. <laughs> and, but her prayer, God knew. It didn't have to be lately, right? It didn't have to be, God knew exactly what was in her little heart. She had a go, we were like, ooh, she's about to take this house down at four years old, you know? And so it doesn't matter what your prayers are, they're not insignificant. And so just keep that in mind. And so I'm gonna close this out with prayer, but you know, I would urge you guys that we have prayer teams. We'll have them on the back. We'll have uh, these two gentlemen back here in a minute. Um, that you would take that time to say, you know what? I need prayer for this. Because when, when y'all come for prayer, it's strictly confidential. But it's, we definitely want to walk hand in hand with you and say, hey, we want to pray with you for this. Because there is nothing like feeling alone in your middle of your mess and feeling like I know God is there, right? But I still feel alone. And so to be able to have somebody and say, hey, look, I'm going through this because one thing that I do know is that when you come for prayer, we will continually still be praying after, you know, throughout our week, through the moments when we think about what we, we shared at that moment, that we want to continue to pray because we want to be able to walk hand in hand with you through these times when they're difficult and they're overwhelming. And so I would just encourage y'all when we have prayer teams to, to utilize them and be like, oh, I'm like, I need prayer for everything, you know? No matter how much prayer I have, I can still always use prayer. Um, and so as 
we get ready to close out and go into a time of worship, I just want y'all to just kind of sit on that. Our prayers matter. And our challenge for this week is pray with expectancy. I want you to think about one thing, right, of what you're going to, you know, God, I want you to move in this situation. And he may not answer it within a week. He may not answer it within a day. But be praying with expectancy. And I promise you, you're going to see something happen. And when it does, we want to hear about it. We want to have a testimony of like, as I've been praying, and God moved in this. Because he's going to. Because he is who he says he is. Right? He says, I am who I am. And he is anything we need him to be. He's our comforter. He is the person that we need when we're, he's our provider. He is our healer. Right? He is all the things that we need. If we're, if we are sick, he can heal us. If he is, if we are feeling tired, well, I'll be like, oh, I need some supernatural energy today to get through. You know? And he will give the things that we need to us. We just have to utilize it and ask him and pray and knowing that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Because unlike a human parent, he's not going to disappoint us and he's not going to let us down. So, let me close us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for just being in the midst of this and that no matter what our problems look like, no matter what we're going through, that you are who you say you are. And that you never leave us nor forsake us. Even in the moments when we feel alone, we feel isolated, we feel like nobody understands us, God, you do. Because you created us. And so, God, I pray that as every person gets ready to walk out, God, as they sit and even as they worship, God, that they would hear your voice so clearly of all the things that they've been struggling with. And to know that you are their ultimate peace and comfort. And so, God, I just pray that you continue to cover us, protect us, and just be with us, God. And we thank you for who you say you are and that you don't let us down. God, we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Uh, follow us online at Lubbock Unified on all platforms. And as always, if there's any way that we could help you, please get in contact with us. Other than that, join us next week as we continue to find ways to cross over. God bless.